All right, everybody, welcome back to this weekly episode of your Buckbuster podcast, where we talk about anything and everything hockey. My name's Kyle, surrounded by these three weirdos. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you sure it's not everything and everything hockey? At this point, you might as well. We've said that like four times now. Yeah. Hey, we but four times over three seasons is not terrible. <laughs> we it's talk terrible. anything and anything hockey. What, 80-something episodes in now? And yeah. I think I did the math. We might might reach 100 <laughs> by the end of the season. By the time we start the It'll be close, I think. It's going to be very close. I think like playoff time. I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking more like Stanley Cup time, not real playoff time. It'd be, yeah, it'd be like Stanley Cup I'm finals, thinking like yeah. Stanley Cup like maybe. End of the round, depending how far the round, how long the rounds go. Yeah. Worst case scenario, we hit quad digits like, or yeah, quad digits, triple digits that season. Quadruple digits. <laughs> I don't know what other podcast you're doing, but we do, we do, we do four doing, episodes a day. We're not that old yet. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of people who are like, "Oh, you should come bullshit on our podcast." I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, real quick, I want to give another shout out to my man Anti Venom, the Anti Venom Nine on YouTube. Did a podcast with him. Uh, went over really well. I really liked how it turned out. Super it was nice great. Guy. It was a it great. Was really it was a great show. It was a great show. Oh, and we by the way, yeah. for the record, I want it to be known on the air that Kyle called all of us amateur <laughs> hockey fans. Yes, I did. I did. Well, when I, like I said, when I first met you guys, like I, I this my, one of my first times meeting you. I've known you for a while. I didn't know you liked hockey at all. I, see, I have a backstory though. I was and then Jeffy, had, I, you know, I've been to a couple hockey games yeah. prior, but I, I knew about you know, you know, yeah. Well, and I wasn't even. Well, I was see, I didn't years. really get into hockey until I met my stepdad, mm. and he kind of showed me how to play the game. Now, my dad was a big hockey guy back in the early '90s. He loved Penguins hockey and everything, and then. He slowly started to fade out into football. So because I, I don't know if it was more just when we started going, we're gonna start going to games a lot often. I don't know if it's just because I was just getting to know you guys, so we yeah. didn't really talk that much. So I didn't really get to hear your guys' vast knowledge that yeah. you guys that, that no offense, have. mostly Colin and Jeffy have. But yeah. Ethan, Ethan too. Ethan yeah. has quite a bit as well. We yes, we have one other big shout out, and this is huge from all of us yeah, here. I just want to say the Anti Venom Nine. Check it out on YouTube on yes. Twitch. I believe it is Venom Gaming Nine. So, yeah, big shout out to him. Thank you again for having me, man, if you listen to this. Really appreciate it. And We'd love to have you on our show eventually someday. Well. Absolutely. We have one more big shout out. I got in contact with the hockey guys at Falling Whale Games. The game is called Watch Hockey Get Drunk from FallingWhaleGames.com. I asked permission for us to play on the air. They got back to me the day after. They said, hey, Brandon. This is Falling Wheel Games. We'd love it if you guys played your game on the air. Let us know when the episode drops. Huge shout out to so Falling Wheel. I don't know. We'll decide. We don't know if we're going to actually do it for a podcast or if we'll do it for a YouTube video. Well, Speaking I feel like of, it'd be a better, of, YouTube, it'll be a better YouTube video. Yeah. Speaking so, of YouTube videos, go check out our YouTube channel. By the time this goes live, we should have another YouTube video live over there. Very fun game we decided we came up with here. Uh, Give me a lot of fun. We haven't even done it yet, but. Otherwise, no, it's going to be. Watch Ethan get the shit <laughs> mercilessly fucking beat out of him for an hour. At this hour. point, I said we're recording this on Friday night instead of Saturday night, and we're doing this challenge game on Saturday night instead of the normal podcast. But this video should also be released by the time this podcast goes live, so it's not much of a spoiler alert. We're doing the tortilla slap challenge, if you haven't heard of that or seen that. Pretty much, whenever we get a question wrong, we're getting slapped. That's all you really need to know. Go watch the video, and obviously, as of now, we don't know the winner, so we really can't give you a spot. I get to slap people with but, a tortilla. Do I want to, since I was the one that created the fucking ultimate loser, do you want me to 
Explain. We'll, we'll save that and wait, wait for them to watch it. But it's gonna be fucking hilarious. It's gonna be messy. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be messy. We're probably gonna have to do the the final slap outside. That's all we're gonna do. I get say. to slap people with a tortilla. <clears throat> you get the tortilla. You won't get to do the big ending one. I know. I so basically yeah, I'll explain when we yeah, get to Go watch that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I already yeah. we don't even need to have done it to know it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a blast. Oh yeah. So we're gonna be uh I think we're gonna be spitting some teeth tomorrow because no <laughs> Yeah, we might be, honestly. I, I mean, hey, knowing, I'm, I'm knowing fucking, knowing Bobo, he would just forget the tortilla and full-blown fucking cold cock me. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, hey, like, I, I would full-blown full be like, dude, why were you holding that tortilla with a closed fist? Oh, I was supposed to use a tortilla? <laughs> it fucking breaks my jaw into, like, nine million pieces. I mean, hey, put it... Turns into fucking uh, Drew Daddy of six teeth laying on the ground afterwards. I mean, hey, put it this way. When you're 350, you gotta use your weight for something. Uh, dude, I would be... Th at that rate, I'd be speaking like Stephen Hawking for the rest of my life. Damn. Oh, that was a little edgy, but... Anyways. I mean, hey, he's not, dead, not, it's fine. Jesus! Not a, not a debate topic, like a, a guessing game for you guys. Top five players, fewest games to reach 800 points in NHL history. I saw this. I um, have uh, Connor McDavid. He just did it. He just did he it. He got fifth place at 545 games. Oh, fuck. Um, Patty Kane? No. Sidney Crosby? No. Wayne Gretzky? He's first at 352. Mario? Mario's second at 410. Gordy Howe? No, actually. Mm -mm. Um, What's your other big penguin I'm thinking of? Um, no penguins. Okay. Um, Neither one of these other two are currently active. Okay. Um, Mark Messier? No. I was going to say Paul Coffey, but that's wrong. No. Um. Hmm. It's the quietest the studio has ever been, other than trivia nights yeah. or guess who nights. It was funny because I had just seen this picture too on one of my Facebook groups, and I was yeah. like, "That's probably where I pulled it from." I can't because I just think I... of. This is damn. Be... I can't. I can't think of the last two. I can't. Um, besides the given three. Yeah. Mm. My last guesses? I would say the great one, but I don't think. I already, said, yeah. Gretzky. I already said Gretzky. So, Bobby Orr? No. Not a bad guess. No. DDY? Not also not a bad guess. But third was Mike Bossy at 525 Never games. Never would have gotten that. Number four was Peter Statsny at 531 games. Okay. okay. Yeah. Fuck. Mm. Um. I think we're about ready to jump right into this. Jeffy, yep. take us away. All right. Start off with our OHL news. Um, back on the February 18th, um, longtime OHL official Kevin Haston worked his final game up in the AHL during the Toronto Marlies and the Rochester American Americans game. So, congrats on. He had an over 22 plus season career as an official both in the OHL and the AHL so wow. and then Mitchell Smith of the Saginaw Spirit gets his 100th career point versus Guelph and then on February 19th the Niagara Ice Dogs played in their 1000th OHL game and then then multiple February 20th stuff um Nicholas Yearwood gets his first career goal versus the Niagara Ice Dogs. 
Charlie, Charlie Callahan of the Mississauga Steelheads played his 200th OHL game against Saginaw. Ben West of the Barry Colts gets his first career shutout versus Kingston. Zachary Lavoie joins Philip Tomasino, David Paskin, and, I, and a former Erie Otter, Ivan Lodnia, with the most in a, most points in a single game with six in the in an Oshawa loss to ten to seven. So a high wow. score game in that one. Fuck Lavoie. I mean he and he had a three a hat trick in that game. Still ten Still, to seven is impressive, especially yeah. for the OHL. He should have been injured. He should have had a career-ending injury. He deserved it. I, I, you know me. I'm yeah. not normally one to wish bad upon people. He is one person I will wish bad upon. Um, the Ottawa 67's head coach, David Cameron, hits 800 career games behind the bench, joins Stan Butler of the Erie Otters at 1,597, Dale Hunter of the London Knights, one. 1,349 games, and Marty Williamson at, with Barry at 9.39 becomes the fourth active head coach to reach that milestone. Wow. Damn. And then rookie Jacob Gillen of the London Knights gets his first multi-goal night against the Windsor Spitfire. Um, Sarnia Sting announced their first, their first three members of their inaugural Hall of Fame class. Um, which they will adduct them in on March 3rd game against London. Robert Sorelli of the, the original owner. Trevor Latowski, who played in the 94 season with the Sting and was head coach from 2010 to 2015. And then John Sim, he played with the Sting from 98. 94 to 98 with 211 games played and 311 points and went on to play 12 seasons between the AHL and the NHL and won the Stanley Cup with the Dallas Stars. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, but as again, they will all be inducted on March 3rd against the London Knights. All we got to say is if I could describe the Niagara Ice Dogs in one sentence. Cowards? It's losing... Only the Niagara Ice Dogs could find a way to score seven goals and still lose the game by three. <laughs> That's not one word. I said one sentence. Oh, you, you did say I, one sentence. You, I heard one word. Okay. Oops. One and sentence, then, yes. Also, only the Ice Dogs can score seven goals and lose by three. And then one thing I forgot to mention right here real quick, since we were talking about head coaches, um, with their win over the Erie Otters, um, Marty Wilson ties the all-time coaching wins record with at 305 held by the late Dale Howardchuck. Oh for Barry? Yeah, for okay. Barry. Nice. Yeah. I was Dale Howardchuck coach Barry. Yep. I didn't know that either. Interesting. Yeah, he um There's your Yeah, he's won 305 of his 522 career um wow. of his career victories. Okay. Look at that. There's your Buck Pester's fun fact of the week. And that's all we have for OHL this week. Right now, Ethan was showing us he has something to kick us off into the NHL. Something I think is pretty cool, because this is a goaltender that I deeply admire and I deeply enjoyed watching him play. Uh, so the title of this little article is Upgrading from Banners. 
The Nashville Predators will unveil a statue of former goaltender Pekka Rene. Who just had his number retired just last season. On March 25th, ahead of the game against the Seattle Kraken. Rene, who has played his entire 683-game NHL career in Nashville, retired in 2021 after 15 seasons. This announcement comes exactly 35 days ahead of unveiling of the unveiling to honor Rene's historic jersey number, the first and only retired jersey in the history of the Predators organization. The fact that he, it's kind of a cool fact, he's the, not only the first to get his number retired, but have a statue of him like in front of Bridge. And I think, and I don't know about you guys, I think it's well deserved. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Dude was an absolute... St- I mean, the only other Predator alumni that I could see eventually getting his number retired or getting a statue is Mike Fisher. Mike yeah. Fisher. That's the only other yeah. one that I can, can picture Dude. getting one. I'm not saying, I no, no, no shit talking on Nashville whatsoever. They've had some phenomenal talent play for them. But, they just can't know, keep just it. Being, yeah. Pretty much, yeah, I think Fisher also spent the entirety of his career over in Nashville. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong on that, he's but spent, he's spent a, a good majority of his career yeah. over there. And so he, he's like the only other name that comes to mind from Nashville that I can eventually see also getting a statue or Jersey yeah. retired. Yeah, and easily I'll say Jersey retired for sure. Yeah, yeah. And Pekka Rene, I've always loved Pekka. I really have. There's, I don't know, he's probably one of the few players who have got me into hockey. Just even watching Penguins game or being bored and watching a hockey game in Nashville is a lot of it because Nashville always pops up in our area. He actually, Mike Fisher actually spent, he was originally drafted by Ottawa in the 99-2000 season. Oh, really? And then he came over to Nashville in the 2010-2011 season. Oh, it's been that long, so, really? Wow. Damn. So he spent oh. half, half Nashville, half okay. Ottawa. Yeah. So, so yeah. Anyways, you know, it was one of those things. Watching hockey, Nashville would always be one of those games that pop up because they're one of the they pop up everywhere. Whether you watch them, you know, and there was just something about Pekka in the net, and I'm like, damn, that man is unstoppable. Oh, yeah. In in his prime, he was a god tier. That's where it. That's why. where it got me because I caught him a lot in his prime. Again, a lot of the Nashville sports are played. Up for some reason they're played up here in PA. Why I don't know, but I always a catch a, I always catch a lot of Predators games up here in PA, and it's just okay. And I would see him in his prime, and he had ungodly talent between the pipes. I see he was a big reason why they had a big push in mm-hmm. the seventeen playoff run. Yeah, like going coming in at the eighth seed, like. Yeah. upsetting Chicago in the first round and then making all of the, the sec- second wild card team. Yeah. Down, I think Blackhawks that year were the president's they, trophy They winners. were the president's number one. Swept. Mm-hmm. Very similar to how Columbus did that to Tampa Bay in, 19, in the 1920 season. Yeah. 18-19 But Columbus, I think, only ended up making it to that second round. Yeah. Still, though, he is... Hell, that would be a fun trip when they unveil that trophy. We should all go. We could try to go down. I said, Bridgestone is like in Nashville. It's just is one of my bucket. Yeah, yeah. Games ago, we could even go to Bridgestone. We could even figure out when they unveil that trophy. That's that would a, be a fun. Oh yeah. You know. Moving on to NHL milestones. Unless Ethan had something else there to add. Uh. 
potential debate or massive debate. This is via HockeyPatrol.com. Massive debate erupts in Pittsburgh over proposed blockbuster trade. Uh, per Rob Rossi of The Athletic, the Penguins have inquired several times on Jacob Churchin. I've heard that, yeah. Yeah. It would cost them a lot of I think, I think the few trade chips week. they have left, but it could be a franchise saver. It could be. The other one that I've seen that we're in talks with is Brock Besser. Really? Yeah. Ooh. And with Casper Kapanen just being placed on waivers earlier today. Thank God. God. Thank Jesus. Watch him stay. <laughs> well, he's, he's, nobody's going to pick him up. I will be, be highly, highly shocked if somebody picks him up. I said, still one of the biggest mistakes. They just, are the signings just as pass But definitely, if he, if he clears, I could definitely see him being involved in a trade for somebody, whether it be Jacob Chitrin, Brock Besser, um, who is, there's one other player that Penguins were looking at, I can't remember off the top of my head. But Kane? No. Panel, no we don't, we cannot afford Patrick Kane. Luke Shen? That's the other one, Luke Shen. Because yeah. he was just scratched from the Canucks for trade-related yeah. trade related reasons. Yeah, Luke Shen. Was, uh, he, I can see Kevin being involved in a deal to either him or to get Brock Besser. I'd say yeah. probably him, maybe throw, and then either Dumoulin or Zucker into a trade. I don't know if I want to get rid of either one of those, though. Being a pay- For Brock I, Besser, I would do it. I would. I'd say, I would say for Brock Besser, I would say maybe Kapanen and... Doomy? Yeah, give, do give, me. give them a, a much-needed help on their blue line. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but that's such a hard decision when you're part of the Penguins. I know Penguins are kind of on a downward spiral. That's putting it nicely. But it's one of those things where I get it, they need the help, but at the same time, it's like you have two great young players that could blossom one of these Brock years. are only being 26? 27? So he's, I mean, I don't really? Brooke Messer's young. Yeah. I thought it was a lot older than that. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he's. I thought he was like 30. He's no older than 30. I don't think. Um, hold on. I thought he was like 29, 30. He's 26. Yeah. Wow, he's a year and a half older than I am. But yeah, moving on to the milestones of the of the week for the NHL. Ridley Craig of the Ottawa Senators got his first NHL goal against the St. Louis Blues back on February 19th. Cole Gutman of the Chicago Blackhawks got his first NHL goal against the Toronto Maple Leafs, also on February 19th. Ollie Likesell of the Philadelphia Flyers got his first NHL point off of an Owen Tippett goal versus the Edmonton Oilers on February 21st. Connor McDavid got his 800th point in that same game, and Leon Draisaitl got his 700th point in that same game. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers got his played in his 500th career game back on February 22nd. Tyler Bertuzzi got his second hundred, second hundredth, two hundredth career point. <laughs> it's okay, February, we got all night. Second hundredth? Wow, I don't know that was a number. On February 23rd, eat my dick. Mark Shifley played his 700th career game Are, on February 23rd. Don't you mean seventh career game? Seventh hundredth. Seventh hundredth. Yeah. I'm gonna show my pinky up. Here, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Finish that sentence, boy. Tyler Tucker of the St. Louis Blues also got his first NHL career goal against the Vancouver Canucks on February 23rd. Also, this is a little stat. Ethan looks like he's the only one that has not pulled that up in the uh, the bug poster chat. Brad Marchand was fined $5,000 for a, a dangerous trip in last night's game. In his career, his updated disciplinary history, he has received eight suspensions, six fines, 
missed 28 total games, and that's just due to suspensions and whatever, and has lost $1,424,568.33 wow. in fines. She, okay, I have a, okay, hold on. <laughs> Bouncing off that, I have a question for y'all before we continue. Should they up the fines, something like that, in major sports? Because that million dollars is fucking chump change to him. I mean, they do have a, a set maximum, but I think Still, for the repeat offenders, you, it should be do more Do you more think chump. they should? Yes. Thank you, Kyle. So, hold on. Just, just let him... Let he's still trying to calculate that number in his yeah. head. <laughs> Read me that number back. 1,424,568.33. This dude lost almost one point... Five million dollars off a dumb ship. This little five foot four, fucking built like built like a Linguini Lego from Ratatouille looking <laughs> motherfucker. He's built like a Lego man. <laughs> um, he is pretty short. He's only five nine. Taller so, than I thought he was. So again, should repeat offenders, and you know, shoot us out on Facebook, Instagram, shoot us out your answers. Should repeat offenders get more fined more and more? Because that one, let's just round it to one point five to make the math easy. That one point five mil is chump change to that eh, man. I wouldn't say it's chump change. I mean, what's his contract? He can literally just write a check, call it a day, and still go buy a fucking Lamborghini. I'm pretty sure he already has one. You know what I mean? He, he probably buy, has several. He can buy fucking six of them. He probably already has them. You, but, so you know what I mean? No, I it's can't say that I do because that, I don't own a Lambo. At 1.5 mil to this man and to a lot of the major league players who have that kind of money is chump change. And a lot of them are repeat offenders. Not trying to blow any smoke, but like, you know, look at someone like Sidney Crosby. Or, I Sidney Crosby's not very bit, not very bad at it, but he definitely has his moments. Early in his career he was, yeah. Early. So, and like we just talked last week with that game against, what was it? The, the Kings. Kings. Yeah. That, he, that was his first game misconduct of his career. I know. 17, what, 17 year career. He Still has though. One game misconduct. Still. If he do, if he were to do it again by the time he retires, up at the fine, or take someone like Tom Wilson or eh. Brad Marchand. Tom Wilson's a repeat offender. Tom Wilson literally get, it's like it, Tom Wilson is one of those people who probably gets pulled over by the police daily, writes him a check, and speeds off. Here, officer, he's a million dollars. Go fucking retire. He's. I mean, Tom Wilson doesn't make that much money. I mean, he is. A good, he's a decent sized contract. But still, the type of player you that get he what is, I'm saying. Get a good amount of money. You just get what I'm saying. I mean, and every team has their grinder, you know. Yeah, but he's a repeat offender grinder. Not play physically and do all that. He plays physically, fucking slams you into the board, draws a penalty, then freaks the fuck out like an eight year old taking his popsicle. I kind of wanna. Ethan's like making his own brain hurt tonight. I kind of wanna. No, I didn't realize how. What's fucking it? big Tom Wilson's initial contract was. What's it, 12 mil? So he's... No, not so 18. 24. 32. Down. 31. 31 mil? For how many? Six years, 31 million dollars. Just over 5 mil a year? 
Yeah. Uh, he signed that in July 27th of 2018. So it's like five and a half. So now. Roughly 5.2. Yeah, it's like five and a quarter. Yeah, so that man speeds off it. Here, man. Here, here, Popo. Here's my mill. Speeds off. Something else that uh, we wanted to bring up that we were going to debate more. Coffee was two episodes ago. We had, were talking about the whole Dylan Larkin yeah. issue and his contract negotiations and how much he was asking for. Yes, yes, I know. I got it wrong. I'm not, I'm not calling you out. I'm yeah. just saying, like, now now that we actually know, I think it's more of a debate now because he is asking for $9 million. Ethan misread the article, thought he was asking for $9 million more than what he's currently making. He's asking for $9 million. And they're pretty much right now, he said he's willing to come down to about 875 but Detroit management isn't wanting to move off of, like, 8, 8.5. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's nice to know that they are a little bit closer on terms, but they're still far off. And I'd say try to talk Morgan into it and do, like, 8.5 with some incentives added into it. That's actually what I was going to say. With but least. here's the thing, though. I don't know what Detroit's cap space is looking like right now because we got a bunch of players we this just this past or just this season and this past off season plus with the deadline we, coming up too excuse me we got guys like Oli Mata Yaka Verana uh Vili Huso Alex Nadjelkovic Alex Nadjelkovic Dominic uh Kubalik uh Pius Suter you know there are a shitload of names that Detroit picked up for pretty decent-sized contracts. And, and j- just something me and Venom talked about uh, briefly on the podcast was, you know, he believes that Detroit's, this might be one of the first years that Detroit ends up being buyers instead of sellers at the deadline. I think so. I think And so. I can see it happening, too. I can see them going after maybe even Brock Besser oh. or Luke Shen. And it has to be said before we fucking lose it, as of tonight, recording February... Red Wings are in a playoff spot and the Penguins are not. <laughs> Red Wings are in a wild card spot. <laughs> it, dude, I'm telling you, I, man, I predicted that at the beginning of the year. I that was pre- my hot take. I said the Red Wings will make the playoffs as a wild card spot. Now the question is, well... As, can they keep it up? Can they get better? I'm, I'm, I'm fucking hoping. hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping for you guys. Like, I'm... Because I've never I'm, had anything against the Red Wings. Because let me tell you, I'm not saying I had anything against the Penguins. I just wanted it to be said because this is the first time in the history of this show that I've gotten to say the Red Wings are in a playoff spot. I mean, maybe after, besides, like, first three games of the season. <laughs> but I can actually confirm. This late in the season, you can say the Red Wings are in yeah. a playoff spot. Now, here's... A question, though. Oh, that's something if, I haven't said since my senior year of high school. <laughs> so, uh, so, I, so here's one thing. If Pittsburgh were to make another wild card spot, could it be Pittsburgh versus Detroit? No. 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 It wouldn't work like that. Okay. No. Even if they were to go back to the one versus eight, no, it wouldn't work like that. Pittsburgh would play, for example, Detroit gets the first wild card, Detroit gets the second wild card. Pittsburgh would play the best team in the Metro, or, yeah, I think it would be the best team in the Metro. Detroit would play the best overall in the, okay. in the East. Or it would just be the first and second Because I was kind of thinking about that. Like, I know wild cards normally play, you know, up there. But I'm like, would there be a possible chance if Detroit would climb their way up, it could be eventually a Pittsburgh Because it would be down between Boston and Carolina. Okay. 
which I believe those are the I don't two know best how many. Yeah. I know we talked about it last week. Okay. How many, or you talked about it on your podcast. However, many game. I can't remember how many games the Red Wings have left before the fucking. I, I know Pitt, last night it's like 20, 23, Pittsburgh is like twenty. I think Pittsburgh is twenty six. I, I heard that yesterday. The other they, they had like only 20, 23 left. Oh yeah, that I was know. excluding the stadium series. Yeah, Because yeah. I heard yesterday I was watching the Penguins Oilers game, and they have twenty six games left. I know, but Are still, sure? I really don't. They have twenty six <laughs> games left in their. Season before playoffs. Yeah, going back to the the Dylan Larkin thing. Now that we have the confirmed, that's what he's asking for. I think he does deserve nine mil. Yeah, I do agree. When we were initially thought we said he asking for nine more million. We were like, absolutely not. But nine million, I think, is a fair price for, for Dylan Larkin. I would say I would say it's fair. Don't get me wrong. I even but though I'm decked out in probably a couple in every single piece of fucking Detroit gear that I own. Um. All, genuinely all bias aside, do I believe he is worth it as a player? Yes. Absolutely. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think how I can word this without sounding completely fucking brain dead. Well, you're going to sound brain dead either way, so. Wow. Wow. Pretty bold coming from you over there. Yeah, I know. Thanks, Pot. Uh, anyway. You're welcome, Head. You called me Pot, I called him Head. Look at that, I broke Ethan's brain for the third time tonight. No, you're about to give me a fucking stroke. <laughs> I mean, um, I have seizures, you know. Just stop. Please. <laughs> do I think the Red Wings will be able to do it for him? I think it is genuinely going to come down to the deadline. I, d- I do not think... I, and it, this I mu- don't think he's going to be done at the trade deadline, regardless if they can come to a, a deal or not. I mean, they have to the end of the season or till until free agency hits. He can even test free agency, but still sign with Detroit. Right. Well, so I, here's not, the thing: we is we might not get our final answer until midway through July. Right, but I'm telling you, if he goes to test the waters on free agency, somebody is going to fucking snipe him. Yeah. Somebody who is smart is going to fucking snipe him. I. Th- I'm going to bounce off of what Bubbles, I mean, Ethan said. Um, I th- <laughs> Sorry. Well, Jeffy's uh, calling me smart. That's a shocker. Um, nah, you're average at best. <laughs> if, you're, if, he, if he's referring you to me, you're average at best. I'm like an F minus. You're like a C plus. How's I, that? Um, I think with his contract deal, I think once the... Once we get through the dead, the trade deadline, I think that's where Detroit's going to decide like what we're going to do. Are we going to agree on this? Or? As I was saying, it's going to come down to the that's deadline. That's why I said I I'm don't, agreeing with you. I, I think it. it will be the last day of the trade, like the yeah. absolute last day of the trade so deadline. So pretty much once the deadline. Well, he said, he, he's asking for nine mil. They're pretty much right now. They're negotiating around the eight point five to eight point seven five. Which I think that's pretty. Like solid. I said, I'd say agree on if Dillon can agree on eight point five and give him say hey. Next season, or over the next three seasons, if you can score 100 goals within the next three seasons, you can get a bonus million dollars. So you're saying to make him earn it. Even just say, even next season, you score 30 goals next season, you get a bonus $250,000. Was was it Lucas Raymond or Morris Snyder this year that, like, 
I want to like a million like they it was insider. It was insider, yeah. between yeah. the both of them. I think they I, each got a, they each got some sort of incentive. I knew it was one of them. So so basically, what you're saying is you want him to earn it. I mean, is after it's, if, if they can't, if something were to happen, and he goes over. You say, okay, we'll give you X amount of money, but you have to earn it. It's like a high schooler earning an allowance. You say, hey, go chop the wood in the backyard. Go know. do this. Go do that. But you have to earn it. You have to earn your money to go out Saturday night. I don't know about you. I don't know many high schoolers or middle schoolers middle schoolers all right middle schoolers if you want to go roller skating saturday night you got to go chop the wood and mow the lawn you just brought back a memory man roller skating yeah but can you see can you five times in my life but but can you see i went every weekend but can you see where i'm coming from yeah like my parents were always like oh if you want money to go out saturday night to go roller skating you got to mow the lawn i know what you're saying but you're Coming, I don't think you're quite coming off the way you're trying to. Pro, like <laughs> most episodes. <laughs> at, least you, at least you realize it. Let's be honest. Every episode, I, I only say took something. Three and a half seasons. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I'm just fucking with you. Throw your yank in my chain. Real quick here before we jump into the main topic, Ethan is cur- we're currently showing Ethan the Dylan Larkin cross check to TJ Oshi because he never saw it. Wait, what? I hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Run it back. Run that shit back. You sent it. He oh. barely swung. I was thinking of the elbow. The. He gave him a little shove. It's not. Ooh, that. Ooh, that's gonna piss me off. Holy fuck. Um. Oh, he's fine. Put your little fucking Hello Kitty Band-Aid on your chin. Yeah, cause I was thinking. That's another... funny because I like T.J. Oshi too. Yeah, I was thinking of another one I sent. Ooh, okay. Yeah, on that angle, it looked a little rough. <laughs> There's a closer shot of it. I had the same initial. Damn! In real time, like it doesn't look like It doesn't bad. look bad, but when sure. you see it in... When you slow it down and get a better angle, it's... it's I was rough. thinking yeah, of... That's pretty gnarly. It's a rough Fuck. one. And he, it said he was suspended for that? I don't think he's suspended. He got, or, a, he got some sort of fine, I think. Here, I, I he, was, got, he got a game misconduct from... I was thinking of this. I'll show each one of these guys. I was thinking of this. That's also not Dylan Larkin. No, it was a different... Well, we were talking about Dylan Larkin. <laughs> I, I mean... Want, I wanted to bring that up since yeah, that happened well, this week. There's, we just well, there's another one, and he eventually did get suspended. But before that whole announcement came out, it was Eric Cernak catches Buffalo's Kyle oh, Ocposo. I sent that one thinking you were talking about that one. Well, we no. also said Dylan Larkin like three times. Yes. Uh, well, it's okay. all good. It's all good. <laughs> Yeah, we um, have to bring that one. The, the Cernak one we was are just, ugly, too. We were yeah. just talking about Dylan Larkin's contract. Yeah, I mean... Here's my... Are they really going to try and suspend him for that? I think so. I, I don't know about suspension, but... I don't think so. I think he got fined. He got it's fined. game mis- Don't get me wrong. It, I think it's game misconduct for them because it was, it was fucking blatant. Yeah. Like, yeah. he could have hid that a little bit better. But, all jokes aside, yeah, I mean, that's, honestly, I didn't believe you when you said Larkin had a cross-check on TJ Oshie, because that's not normally how Dylan Larkin plays. I mean, it's also not his first cheap shot of his career either. He's had a couple. I mean, yeah, but compared to some of the other goons none, in the none, league? None that are that brutal, yeah, and compared to some others that have had... It seems like seems like they're doing one every other week. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Wilson. Um, I was thinking Brendan Lemieux. 
Well, Brendan Lemieux is a freaking twat. We'll so. just call him. How about this? We combine the names together. Call him. Shut Brendan, up. We'll call him Brendan Wilson. Shut up. Tom Lemieux. Um, <laughs> but no. one, one other stat that Ethan had brought up to us. So I forgot to mention this when we were talking about uh, like the OHL the minor, minor leagues. leagues. Uh, everybody knows <clears throat> the Star Child himself from the Regina Pats of the WHL. Mr. Connor Bedard, dude, he he is god tier. Like he's, he's, coming to Jesus. Like, he's, he's, he's he is the next. He's now. He has already hit a hundred points for this season. Fifty goals, fifty assists in forty games. Wow. He's he's gonna be once he gets in the league. I guarantee he's gonna be. He's I, I, gonna be one of the like. There was some, why is everybody named Connor so fucking good at hockey? So he's gonna be giving McDavid a run for his money. For, that's for oh sure. yeah, that's gonna be I a mean, fun battle of the Connors. You can't really say that until it happens because look look at the past couple first overall draft picks. Rosmus Dahlin is finally just now starting to come around. Yeah. Nico Heischer really hasn't really shown himself since he was drafted. I think he was first overall. Yeah, he was. Um, or no, it was no no is yeah is Heischer then Hughes a couple yeah. years later. But uh, Lafreniere hasn't done anything. He's been a healthy scratch for a good majority of this season. Like, and then there's just a lot of the first overall picks just haven't done a whole lot. And uh, yeah, as of right now, <laughs> damn. So as of right now, Connor Bedard he has 44 games played, 52 goals, 58 assists. 110 points, um, 13 power play goals, five uh, shorthanded goals, 281 shots on goal. Wow. Dude, the kid is freaking unreal, and he's 17. That's what's the scariest part about it, is he's 17 years old. He's this little freaking 5'10 Canadian boy. I'm telling you, like... A lot of these bottom, uh, bottom teams are like, we want and we we're hoping to get that number one pick so we can get. Yeah, it. like, I'm surprised they're not. It, <laughs> fuck if, the battle if, of if the he, basement. If, it's the battle of the first round pick. Yeah. If if he ends up going on to be something great in the NHL, that's something that people from Regina can brag about. Oh, we get to go watch Connor Bedard play for however much tickets over there cost. Kind of like how we do McDavid. Yeah, yeah. we get to say, I, I, I love so much to be able to say, hey, I got to watch Connor McDavid play for 15 oh, bucks. Oh, yeah. Well, and at the same time, the we time got to watch... probably like 10 bucks. And we yeah. got to watch McDavid, Dabrinka, and Strom all share the same ice. For, like, for one season, yeah. Yeah, for a season. And Strom, we got to watch... And Sorelli, Sarnak, Dermot, Radish, Fogel, like... Both Radish brothers. Yeah, both Radish brothers. Obviously, like... For a for we got to watch that champ that team play for 50, 10, 15 bucks. It's yeah, insane it, to be able to see it, that. It's pretty cool. I got. I, I'll always. I'm always gonna brag no matter what. Like, how even much? if Connor, Connor, almost like Connor, Bedard, Connor McDavid crashes and burns within the next couple years, it's still like even the, the start of his career that he has had. We can say we get to watch that kid play for ten bucks. Yeah. yeah. I when I was overseas, there were a bunch of guys that I became fairly close friends with that were hockey fans and one of the guys that they would always talk about Connor McDavid and be like oh I'd love to see him play and blah 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 I'm like I've been watching Connor McDavid play since he was 15 years old and they're like what uh, what 
And I'm like, yeah, he used to play for my hometown hockey team. So I got to watch him from the very beginning of his OHL career to him getting drafted by Edmonton. Yeah. Like, I got to watch the kid grow up. Which I think is a pretty cool little oh, yeah. brag. I, I will, like Jeffy I'm said, I'm always going to brag about it. Okay. Getting to watch Connor McDavid says, play as a kid. And I guarantee you that all the Pats fans are going to say the same thing for Connor Bedard. Like, it yeah. depends how well he does once he gets to the NHL. I think he'll be fine. If he's playing this fucking good now, he'll yeah. be he'll be fine. He'll be right back in. The, he, he'll be in his own league at that point. Anyways, jumping right into the main topic. Not really. We don't really have anything like specifically for the main topic, but we're just gonna be kind of be kind of kind of be kind of kind of kind of going to be doing just like a mid-season recap here, going back to our initial preseason season predictions for what we thought, where we thought each team was gonna land in the standings wise. I still have my my bold predictions or my, my hot takes that I had predicted as well, as well as the leading scorer for each team and see where they stand currently on their current team. So, I'm just quickly going to go over my hot takes. Some of them I seem to be right. One of them I'm good. I was, knew it was bold and I'm going to get shit on for. And the other one was kind of weird. I said a couple of them I know. Uh, one of them I said Matt Murray having a bounce back year. Which, I mean, he kind of got injured at the beginning of the season. If he hadn't, we kind of might have got to see more of that. But he, he's not doing terrible. He's no, no, not at he's all. He's doing better than he did in Ottawa. Not quite as good as he did in his prime years in Pittsburgh, but he's he's getting back up there. Yeah. So did you say bounce back year? I think it's safe to say I'm I'm close on that one. Yeah. Other one I said, literally right here, number two, you guys can all defend me. Red Wings will make the playoffs, but I also said the Bruins will not. So that one's I, <laughs> I said the same thing. <laughs> and then I pretty, I pretty much said Detroit will take over Boston's playoff spot, but that's obviously couldn't be further from the truth. No. Nope. It's, it, I mean, I mean the Boston part couldn't be further from the truth. Oh fuck yeah! No, <laughs> no they are on. I'm a frick, way off on they're on a freaking heater this year, dude. Yeah, they are. The other one I said, Connor McDavid not finishing top three and scoring this year. <laughs> that also couldn't have been any further off because he leads the league by like twenty something points. Yeah. The other, the weird one I had, I said Craig Anderson retiring mid season, which I mean it could still happen, but I don't. It might end up being by the end of the season. I just was kind of predicting maybe. I didn't want to wishes on it, but I just, you know, had a weird feeling, like, injury or just Luka Pekka Newman or one of the prospects would, would come up. What'd you call me? Would, one of the prospects would come up and kind of outplay him. And I mean, Eric Uka, Comrie has kind of been doing that. Uka Pekka what? Uka Pekka Newman is his name. Oh Uka Pekka Luka Newman? Uka Pekka, it's something like that. It's close enough. Uka Duka. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to call him Impact Gun because it's just Uga Duga. And the other one who I've kind of also been right, I said Evgeny Malkin having a bounce back year, and I believe I had said he would be at least point per game, which he pretty he much has, is has been. Oh, I really? Think he's like a point shy of being point per game. So, yeah. So he's like three, half a three point Three of mine, I'm pretty close. The other <laughs> one's not so much. Yeah, I was busting a lot of them. Mine are not. But let's hear what Jeffy's bull predictions were, or hot takes were. Uh, some of them aren't official yet because we're not close like I obviously said Patrick Kane would have been traded at the deadline which we that hasn't happened yet so can't we will know that by next week hell yep. no, we might even know that by the time this episode goes live on Monday yeah since the deadline's, deadline's next week when is the deadline March 3rd next Friday oh next Friday so then we record Saturday so we'll have all the information pretty much fresh yeah fresh I'll be at heads. I'll be at a concert next Friday so I'll be getting surgery next Friday <laughs> um 
I always in a, another one I said Boston would not make the playoffs. That is not. Not, that is the farthest. They, they must have heard this and just like you know what, Jeffy and Kyle. Fuck you. I don't think I had any. They just took their dicks out, slapped us with it, like just. Just straight up, just. <laughs> and another one that they said, um, which was I knew was another hot take. They said Johnny Goudreau and Patrick Laine would score more than McDavid and Drysdale. You know, that's not... <laughs> that, that... that was a I remember at the time we were even like, oh. I knew, I even, mm-hmm. I, even I do. I'm like, that's, I know it's not... And their hot takes such bold predictions for a reason. I'm like, yeah. I knew it wasn't going to happen. Goudreau like, and... Out of every player you could have picked in the league, you picked Goudreau and Liney. Yeah. Liney. To go against... I mean, McJesus and Drysaddle. that first line, we thought it was going to be absolutely killer. Boone yep. Jenner, Johnny Gaudreau, and Patrick Laine. The only the t- thing they're killing, the dude. The only thing they're killing up there is their careers. That is, that is, wow. the, that is the only thing. Wow. What was that? A little spicy? A little, a little bit. A little rough one. I mean, Gaudreau's still having a hell of a year. Just his team. Isn't. Oh, he's having a fucking hell of a year, all right. Yeah, and his team isn't. <laughs> yeah, those are really some of the ones I. Right off the bat, I knew we were not. <laughs> and then the other ones haven't fit fully happened. Like I said, more Snyder would be a Norris finalist contender for the more Norris. I can see it. A Canadian team could potentially make the conference final, regardless if it's in the West or in the East. Because yeah, best options right now, I think, would be Toronto. Toronto. Which that's kind of shaky if Toronto's your best option for yeah. doing that right now. Yeah. Edmonton honestly doesn't for the team that they have they don't look that great they, I mean can't really say anything with but here's against Pittsburgh last night but well, and here's the thing though is with Edmonton their situation is kind of odd because like you were saying they have a star-studded fucking roster but besides McDavid, Dreisaitl, I can't remember. Is Pujarvi still up there? He's still up there. He's still up he's, there. He's not putting in bad good enough numbers. And there's Pujarvi. There's well, that was funny yeah, because I remember I remember saying he was going to be my fucking top point scorer on Edmonton. Um, but you have obviously McDavid, Dreisaitl. That's a fucking given. But then you got guys like uh, Jesse Pujarvi and fucking Ryan R&H, Yeah. But other than McDavid and Dreisaitl, the talent just isn't there. Defense is not hasn't been that. It's been okay. Goaltending's been. They've been struggling with goal t- like finding a prop. Like, Who is their goaltender right now? Jack Campbell and um, Skinner. Yeah. Okay. Jack Campbell, that's right. Yeah, and did you did you find your hot takes, Bobo? I did not. I w- I've been digging through my notes, and unfortunately, I think I accidentally deleted them. Nice. Because I have all my standings. I just don't have my okay. hot takes. Do you have the players too. The I have all my. Pl- okay. I have all my players and my best scores. So I just don't have my hot okay. takes. Yeah. Anyways, we'll jump right into it. Um, in the Pacific, I had had my worst prediction. I think I had the Ducks going third. That's probably the worst. Other worst one being I had the Kraken going in dead last. Um, and I had the Vegas being in fifth. But other than that, my wasn't too bad. I mean, just rearrange that top four, and I don't think I was that far off. Or, I'd say switch around Seattle and Anaheim, and I wasn't that far off. Yeah, I happened to be way the fuck off. 
So, from eight to one, I had Seattle, uh, Calgary, Vancouver. Vancouver is actually where I figured. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought I was missing one for a reason. Holy fuck. Um, five, I had San Jose. Four, I had Edmonton. Three, I had L.A. Two, I had Vegas. And one, I had Anaheim. Yeah, because for me, I had... <laughs> I, couldn't have been, I couldn't have been farther from, from correct mine on are, Anaheim. Mine are kind of way off. Did you say you had them winning the division? That's rough. That one hurts. I had a minor I had a couple good ones, close ones. Listen, you're talking to the same dude that said that fucking Milan Lucic was going to be a top point scorer on fucking... Well, that was the uh, beginning of last year, you pretty thin? Two years ago. Oof. Yeah. Either one I had... Seattle coming in eighth, the Sharks in seventh, the Canucks in sixth, the Golden Knights in fifth, the Ducks in fourth. <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> um, the Kings in third, the Flames in second. That's not happening either. And the Oilers. I mean, it could. There's only six points separating those two teams. Yeah, mine were like I had a couple. Any, any of those top five teams in the Pacific could end up taking that first yep. seed. At one, least a second seed. Oh yeah. yeah. Like the like the only ones like I said I knew I was gonna well, be only off. nine points separate Vegas from Calgary and that's one to five. I didn't realize how good Vegas was doing this yeah, year. They're, they're, they're doing really good. Damn. Yeah, but what did you have for Pacific? Pacifico. All right. Eight. I had the Kraken. Seventh. I, I had San Jose. San Jose. Sixth. I had Vegas. Fifth. I had Vancouver. Fourth. I had Calgary. Three, Anaheim. Number two, I had Edmonton. And number one, I had Vegas. Oh, I'm sorry. Number two, I had Edmonton. Number one, I had L.A. Your top three aren't terrible. That's actually not. Yeah. You might, both might be the best in the Pacific there. Yeah, the yeah. only ones I was completely. Anything could happen, but we are all wrong on putting Seattle in eighth. Yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> I think because of how disappointing of a inaugural season they oh, had. Shit. There they are. I think that's why we kind of. Had a feeling they were going to be yeah. at the bottom, but for Seattle, this top, wrong. top score for Seattle, I said Burakovsky. For the Sharks, I said Couture. The Canucks, obviously, this one can't happen because he got traded. I said Horvat. Uh, the Golden Knights, I said Eichel. The Kings, I said Kopitar. The Ducks, I said Zegris, which I think that one is currently still standing. The Flames, I said Huberto, and obviously the Oilers, I still said McDavid. So, yeah, you weren't too far off. Yeah, I had Bjorkstrand from. For Seattle, Logan Couture for the Sharks, JT Miller for the Canucks, Phil Kessel for the Knights, Trevor Zegers for the Ducks, Kevin Fiala for the Kings, Jonathan Huberto for the Flames, and McDavid for the Oilers. Okay. You know what I just realized before we moved into the main topic? We missed another blockbuster trade that happened today. Well, we're, we're saving all trades to announce them next week. Oh, never mind. I'm yeah. sorry. Continue. Okay. Charlie Mike. Yeah. Right now, top points getter for Seattle is Jordan Everly. So I don't think anybody gets. I didn't do mine yet. Hold on. Uh, you said you lost yours. I think I. I if I, I have my mistaken, top scores, I want to say I have I, my. Oh, okay. You got that. Sorry. I didn't have the um, hot bold, takes. Bold You're good. Keep, yeah. Good. Yeah. So number eight, I had for Seattle. I had Andre Burakovsky. Seven, okay. I had Eric Carlson. 
Which he, you're going to get that one right. He's fucking having an amazing season. Sixth, I've had Alex Peterjello, or Alex Petrangelo. Number five, Bo Horvat for the Canucks. Nazim Kadri for the Flames. Trevor Zegras for the Ducks. McDavid for the Oilers. And I had Quentin Byfield for the Kings. Uh, right now, Vegas' top score is Chandler Stephenson. Uh, what else do we got here? Vancouver, their current top scorer after Horvat leaving is currently Elias Pedersen. Which one? Dude's got 75 points. I don't know if he was doing that well. Really? Oh, yeah. Damn. Uh, the Kings' current leading scorer is Kevin Fiala. I was right on that one so far. Were you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Ducks, I'm pretty sure it is Zegras. Could be wrong. Yep, it is Trevor Zegers. I'd say Tyler Fofoli is the Flames with 24 right now. Tyler Fofoli. 24 points. Yeah. Or goals. 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 We said we did overall points. Oh, points. My bad. Yeah. He is still Fofoli. Yep. Actually, no. It's a two. It's a two-way tie between Elias Lindholm and Fofoli. Yeah. I know. I remember. I said Elias Lindholm. Did you? For one of mine. Yes. And obviously, for the Oilers, we don't even need to look up who the top scorer is because we obviously yeah. know who it is. It's Milano Cheech. <laughs> For the Central, going back over our predictions, eighth place I had the Chicago Blackhawks, seventh place I had the Arizona Coyotes, sixth place I had the Dallas Stars, fifth place I had the Winnipeg Jets, fourth place I had the Nashville Predators, third I had the Blues, second I had the Wild, and first I had the Colorado Avalanche. And then I had um, at coming in number eight, I had the Coyotes in eighth. Blackhawks in seventh, the Jets in sixth, the Predators in fifth, the Stars in fourth, the Blues in third, the Wild in second, and the Avalanche in first. So, so I ended up being the one being wrong about the Stars this year again. <laughs> I was also with the Stars. I had the Stars going sixth, and they're currently on top of their division. I'll say this. Only by a point, but. Same with Winnipeg. They're right behind. Winnipeg's right behind. I was wrong with the jet, um, Jets. So yeah. So I had Winnipeg at eighth, St. Louis at seventh, Arizona at sixth, Chicago at five, uh, Nashville at four, Dallas at three, Minnesota at two, and Colorado winning the division. Okay. So your top four wasn't bad, honestly. Yeah. So, number eight, I had Chicago. Or, no, I'm sorry, number eight, I had Arizona. Number seven, I had Chicago. Number six, I had Minnesota. Five, Nashville. Four, Dallas. Three, Winnipeg. Two, St. Louis. And number one, Colorado. Eh, not bad. Yeah, for Dallas, top score. What did everybody say for Dallas' top score? Um, Jason Robertson. Jason Robertson? Bobo? Um... I have mine in alphabetical order, so it doesn't take me a second. For some reason, I put my top scores in alphabetical order of my teams. Uh, Tyler Sagan. I also said Tyler Sagan. And currently is Jason Robertson. Okay. Nice. Who did we have for Winnipeg? I had Kyle Connor. I said Mark Shifley. I had Kyle Connor. Current leader for Winnipeg is... Kyle Connor. Nice. I'll take it. Two for two. Me, me, me. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who did you guys have for Minnesota? Kirill Kaprizov. Yeah, Ka- yep. Kaprizov. I think I also said Kaprizov, and it is... Kirill Kaprizov. Kirill Kaprizov. So, one for three. three for who three. did you guys have for Colorado? Stupid question. Nate Mack. Nate Mack. Yep. Yeah. Currently, the leading scorer is actually... Nate Mack, even with missing like two weeks. <laughs> I was about wow. to say. Even with him. <laughs> By one point, he's got Miko Rantanen. 67 from Nate Mack, Miko Rantanen at 66. Wow. Nate Mack has 67 points in 44 games. Miko Rantanen has 66 and 55. Damn. Wow. Um, How about Nashville? What did we say? I had Neo Niederreiter. I had Roman Yossi. Roman Yossi I, also, Neo I, I also had Yossi. You remember that one? Yes. It is currently Roman Yossi at 51. I had said Tanner Janot for some reason. Who? He's not Who? in the top three. He was a rookie that did pretty good there last year, and I thought he was going to have a break carry out. that on, but apparently Kyle was wrong. The St. Louis Blues, I had said Ryan O'Reilly, which obviously that cannot happen now. I had Jordan Cairo. Cairo. Jordan Cairo. I had Ryan O'Reilly, but yeah. It currently is Jordan Cairo. Now that O'Reilly and Tarasenko are gone. Yeah. But if you think about it, uh, if you go over to the Leafs, Ryan O'Reilly is at, oh, he only has 24 points. So, yeah, Cairo would have blew him out of water regardless. Where's Cairo at? uh, What was he at? 50-something? So. Oh, damn. Even with a poor season that Sam Lewis is having. Yeah, 54 points for Cairo. Arizona, who do we say? Clayton Keller. Yep. Is it Clayton yeah. Keller as well? Yep. I had Clayton Keller. I think I, I also had, said Clayton Keller. I had and a, it is currently Clayton Keller. I say, my second was Shane Gotsisbeer. I said, I said Keller and Schmoltz would tie. But Schmoltz is in second, so I'll, I'll take that as a win. But he's 18 points behind. Shane Gotts to be here. Yeah, Shane Gotts. <laughs> and for the Blackhawks, I had said uh, Max Domi. Okay. I, Patty I had I, said, I had said next to him only because oh. I think Patrick Kane is. Going I remember to this is the one that you and I agreed on. I also said Max Domi. Believe it or not, I thought I said Johnny Taze. The only reason I said Domi is because I said Kane was going to be gone at the deadline. But regardless of that, Domi is ahead of Kane, regardless. Yeah. yeah. And by like eighteen points, so if Kane gets dealt, Domi yeah. is going to be the leader. Yeah. So. Yeah. Max Domi is a little stud. Let me he is. He's this. always been. Yeah. He's always been. I think he's always been one of the underrated. most underrated players in the league. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Very underrated. Hundred percent. So good. All right, moving on to the Atlantic Division. Current standings were Montreal in eighth, Ottawa in seventh, Buffalo in sixth, Florida in fifth, Detroit in fourth, Tampa Bay in third, Toronto in second, and Boston in first. Oof, I was way off. So what is it? for me? Me, I currently I had predicted the Canadians in eighth, the Sabers in seventh. The Senators in six. So the bottom three I nailed just swap Buffalo yeah. and Ottawa. And anything can happen still. <laughs> Fifth I said Boston. Fourth I said Red Wings. Third I said Panthers. Third or second Tampa and first Toronto. Oof. Yeah, Oof. I had um, Montreal and eighth, Buffalo and seventh, Boston and sixth. The fifth I had the Senators, Ottawa. Fourth, which I'm actually spot on, Detroit is currently in fourth. Um, third, I had Florida. Second, at Tampa, and then first, I had Toronto. Well, you and I were almost dead exact for that yeah. division. It's just so the centers in Boston. I, I'm like, I'm hold on, there, Turbo. I was wrong. Okay. 
I still got to read my list. <laughs> so I had Buffalo at 8th, Florida at 7th, Toronto at 6th, <coughs> Ottawa at 5th. You at 6th? Excuse me. Really? Yes. I have Montreal in 4th. Because I remember Colin saying, you're giving them way too much fucking credit. I'm like, yeah, I know. Detroit was in third, Tampa Bay was in second, and Boston was in first. So yeah, you predicted Boston pretty well. Yeah, mine's all sorts of clusterfuck. <laughs> uh, that doesn't even I, remotely surprise me. Eighth, I had Ottawa. Seventh, I had Buffalo. Sixth, I had Boston, because I thought this was going to be a down year. I did too. Fifth, I had Montreal. Fourth, I had Toronto. Wow, big shocker. I was giving them a lead. Three, I had Detroit. Two, I had Florida. And number one, I had Tampa. Damn. Tampa so Bay. Point leaders. For Montreal, what did we all say? Nick Suzuki. I also said Suzuki. I, uh, I said Kirby Doc. No, I said Nick Suzuki. I said Suzuki, and Suzuki is in first. But not by much. Kirby Doc still could make a comeback. It's I, I have he's Kirby Doc. He's, he's only down by nine. So. He's doing really well over there since been getting traded over Who did we all say for Atoa? I had Alex Nembrinkit. I said the cat, yeah. Dermot Cat. I, I had Claude Giroux. I can't remember who I said. <laughs> uh, it is currently Ethan's favorite player, Brady Kachuk. <laughs> Claude Giroux is in, th- in third recurring. Okay. Again. Brady Kachuk is one of the is the only Kachuk brother that I really can't stand. It's or not Brady. I'm thinking of Matthew. Matthew. No, that's right. Brady's you, a twat. You hate Brady. Yeah, Brady's. <laughs> I'm always to remind him every time we bring up the Kachuk. Like, no, it's Brady. <laughs> I keep thinking Matthew Kachuk for some reason. No, it's Brady. Brady's. A, Who did we say for the Sabers? I can't even. I remember I was back and forth. I ended up picking Alex Tuck. Um, but I know I said Tage Thompson was going to be a close second. I said Jeff Skinner. I said Tage Thompson, and Tage Thompson is 13 points ahead of the second place, Rasmus Dahlin. Thompson has 75. Where's Tux currently? Tuck is currently sitting in third. At I'm 61. sure Jeff Skinner is way down the list. Uh, he's been he's, not a bad season. He's fourth. He's, okay. he's at 56 he's points. He's not doing too That's bad. That's not too, yeah. He's That's not awful. Who do we have for Florida? I had Alex Barkov. This is the one where I said the other Kachuk brother. I said Matthew. I said Barkov. And Kachuk is blowing it out of the water. It has a 26-point lead over Carter Verhage in first place. Kachuk at 78. Damn. Wow. Uh, who did we say for Detroit? I remember I had two. So uh, I had two. I said it was either going to be Tyler Bertuzzi or Lucas Raymond. I said Lucas Raymond. I Went with Dylan Larkin. I said Dylan Larkin. My second was Tyler Bertuzzi. I said my second was on Lucas Raymond. Okay. Raymond it's or Bertuzzi aren't even in it. Larkin is currently blowing it out of the water at 57. The closest is Kubalik and Perron each at 37. Who? Kubalik and Perron. David Perron. Oh. Uh, I thought I thought that was the first name for a second. I was going to be like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> who do we see for Tampa? I think we all... Probably had some Kucherov. Kucherov. I had Stammer. You had Stammer. I had Kucherov. I, had I, s- I said Nikita Kucherov. I had Victor Hedman as my second, though. Kucherov was my second. Kucherov is currently first at 81, and Stamkos kind of trailing far behind at 61, point behind, just ahead of him at 65. Okay. Who do we say for Toronto? 
Austin Matthews. I had a two. My second option was Mitch Marner. Mine was William Nylander. It is actually. Matthews isn't even in the top three. Really? really? Marner's at 71. William Nylander's at 68. Here's Marner's my s- at 60. Fuck. Nylander was my second. Matthews is only at 57 points for the year. <sighs> he has less points this year than he had goals last year. <laughs> we still got 20 something games to go. But. And finally, who do we say for Boston? Beantown. I had pasta. David Pasta. I, I, I had the other David in David Krejci. I had said Jake DeBrusque because I was under the impression that Pasternak was also going to be on a different team by the end of the season. Yeah. I said Pasta, but Pavel Zaka was my second. But I wasn't even close. Bobo was closer than me. Bo- Zach is at 39. DeBrusque is at 34. The leader is... Pasternak at 79. Where's Zaka? Does it say Zaka is sixth. Okay. Damn. Uh, Krejci is at third at 46. So, even if Pasternak gets traded, Marchand has Krejci by five in yeah. second place. All right, and finally, the Metropolitan Division. Let's see how bad I fucked this the up. Current standings stand at Columbus in eighth, Philadelphia in seventh, Washington in sixth, Pittsburgh in fifth, the Islanders in fourth, the Rangers in third, the Devils in second, and the Hurricanes in first. Mine wasn't too bad. I'll start off with mine. So, I had the Devils, I had eighth. Columbus, I had seventh. That one, you were far off. The, the Islanders, I had sixth. The Flyers, I had fifth. Penguins, I had fourth. The Rangers, I had third. The Capitals, I had second. And the, uh, the Hurricanes, I had first. I had the Flyers in 8th, the Islanders in 7th, the Devils in 6th, the Blue Jackets in 5th, the Capitals in 4th, the Penguins in 3rd, the Raiders in 2nd, and the Hurricanes in 1st. And then I had the Flyers in 8th, the, se- the Devils in 7th, the Islanders in 6th, the Blue Jackets in 5th, the Capitals in 4th, the Rangers in 3rd, the Penguins in 2nd, and the Hurricanes in 1st. So yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of all over. I had I had, right, uh, I had uh, Jersey in eighth. I had uh, Jersey in sixth. I had the Islanders in seventh. I had Philly in sixth. The Blue Coats in fifth. Washington in fourth. I had Columbus in third. Ooh. I, I thought it was going to be a breakout year for him. and uh, only That's kind of why I put him higher up yeah. in the standings. Number two, I had Carolina. Number one, I have your Pittsburgh Penguins. That's uh, honestly uh, looking like the worst one right now. So. Yeah. The, yeah. So, all right, let's with the way they're playing, they're not. So currently in eighth place is the Columbus Blue Jackets. Who do we have for the leading score? I had Johnny Hockey. Johnny I, had, I had Hockey. Yeah. I had Patrick Laine. Which he is kind of chilling. He's 17 points. I had Lyonnais and I had Jenner because I totally forgot Jenner's about that trade. Jenner's in third. So I totally forgot about that trade. So between all of us, we had had the top three. Yeah. All, all on that first line. Yeah. Um, seventh place currently, like we said, is the Flyers. Who do we have for the Flyers? I had Cam Atkinson. I had JVR. I had um, Sean Couturier. Let me find mine. I had Cam Atkinson. My second was Ivan Perberov. First one is Travis Konecki. Oof, really? None of nobody that we said is in top three. Tra- okay. Top three are Travis Konecki, Kevin Hayes, and Scott Lofton. Never would have guessed Kevin so. Hayes. 
I wouldn't guess any of those top three. Neither would I. Kaneki, no. I might have said yeah, possibly, but uh, sixth place currently oh, is the Washington Capitals. Who do we say for Washington? I had Ovi. I was the only one that didn't go with Ovi. I had Lars Eller. I have Kuznetsov. Kuznetsov is second. Ovi is in first. Okay. Lars o- Eller didn't even break the top ten. He's in thirteenth. Wow. Oh, fan fucking test. He's only, he's only put up 16 points all season so far. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Fifth is Pittsburgh. I had I had Jake and Bake taking first place. I also had Jake I and had Jake and Bake as I had well. Crosby. And I believe Bobo is currently winning. Is number yeah, one. Jake is in third at 51. Crosby is in first at 69. Okay. Nice. Uh, you do realize he cannot score any more points for the rest of the season, right? <laughs> no, because he has to stay point per game. Uh, the Islanders are in fourth. Who do we have for the Islanders? Who the fuck did I have for the Islanders? I, I have Brock yeah, Nelson. I have Matthew Barzal. I, I think I also had Matt Barzell. Islanders, I said Matthew Barzell. He is currently in third. If it wasn't for Horvat, he'd be in second, just behind Brock Nelson, who's at 58. Okay. Barzell's at 51. Horvat is at 61. Okay. Damn. Wow. Uh, fifth, or third place is the Rangers. Who do we say for the Rangers? Right? Uh, Capo Caco. Uh, I said Mika. So you thought he was going to have a breakout year? I thought he was going to have a breakout year. I, I said Mika. I said Mika. I said Mika. And he's close. He's in second at 60, but first is the one and only Panera Bread at 65. Adam Fox kind of trails advantage at in third at 53. Okay. Okay. And second, the Devils. Oof. Who do we have? Uh, Jack Hughes. I also had Jack Hughes. Hughes. Who the fuck did I have? Um, oh, my God. Why am I blanking on him? Because. Shut up, Lobo. <laughs> uh. But it is... Jack Hughes is in first at okay. 72. Okay. He's finally Second is Dougie been... Hamilton, and third is Jesper Bratt. I say finally Hughes is finally having his break. Hughes? I was, I was hoping uh, that... Heischer is in fourth, Dawson Mercer is in fifth, and then, I mean, after yeah. Nico Heischer, nobody really stands a chance. I was hoping he would have had a breakout year, because he definitely deserves it. Mm-hmm. First place, Hurricanes. Who do we have? Koken and Yemi. How do you say his last name? Uh, Just Barry? Jesper, Koken and Yemi. He was going to be the leader? I thought so. That's what I had. <laughs> I had Carolina's Sebastian Ajo. <laughs> really? Thank well, I have you. the Islanders' Sebastian Ajo being the leading scorer on Carolina. <laughs> Jeffy, thank you for emphasizing it. But he currently is not who you think it would be. It's actually Martin Nikas right now. Really? What? He's at 51. Ajo is in second at 50. Third place is Sebastian at 49. So the top three wow. are all within a point. Which Sebastian Ajo? Andre or Andre, Evgeny? Andre Evgeny isn't even doesn't even have a point. <laughs> wow. But yeah, so yeah. Point, point leader wise, we're all pretty close. We're all in the ballpark standings. A lot of we are. That really honestly, I thought I was gonna do a lot worse because last year, I remember last season, I had like, I had a good eighty percent of mine listed off, and you guys were like Bobo, you can predict the future, and this year I'm like fifty. I'm like so that's wrong. I can't. I think the some future. of my worst. I said Boston not even making the playoffs, going in fifth place. In that the was Atlantic. one of my worst ones. Um, one of my ones I'm proud of. I said the Red Wings getting that wild card I'm spot. So, I'm so proud of that one. Yeah. Um, See, I was. I almost I had Columbus doing as. I had the Devils going sixth, and I had the Columbus doing as well as See, fifth. I'll, I'll be totally honest. I almost put Red Wings taking that division because it was between Red Wings and another team. And I'm like, fuck, Red Wings aren't going to take it. They're going to take number one for a few weeks, and they're going to drop like a rock. Which I think, like, early on in the season, I think they were. They, they were. were. Or, like, yeah. Like, second behind Boston. Early, earlier, 
early in the season, they were number like one. Like a month into the season, they yeah. were doing pretty well. And then they kind of dropped. And I was looking yeah. at my standings like, okay. And then all of a sudden, they came fighting back. And, and my, like, my other Fuck. ones that I didn't do so well, and I had Kraken going in eighth, Vegas in fifth. And yep. then the Stars, I said, going in sixth, which is my other one that wasn't too bad. I'm surprised, like last year when I said the Stars going in third or fourth, y'all were shocked. It was, it was the first year. Our yeah. first episode. Our first you episode. Had Dallas going seven, or seven that we called you crazy. And they finished seventh. <laughs> That year, I think I was like 80%. It was the shortened, the shortened COVID yeah. year. The, I think that year I had only like... only played each other and only yeah. played the division. That year, I think I had like 80%, and every one of you guys called me crazy. Yeah, I'll just go over a couple of mine. Um, just like your worst ones? Yeah. Pittsburgh, obviously, being in second. Um, <clears throat> uh, the Devils being in seventh in the Metro. Uh, Boston, not making the plot, but they were in sixth. Um the centers and fifth, but and then the stars, like currently they're second, but I only had them first, second. They were in stars yeah. are in first. Right? First, I knew yep. they were top two. Um, the Avalanche drop into fourth. Yeah. Um, and then as well, and then Seattle was the other yeah. one that kind so of were for, my disappointments. For my Metro, my big one was. Probably Washington. I had in second. Um, Atlantic, Boston, because I had them in sixth. Central, um, Central wasn't that bad. It wasn't too far off, but I'm gonna say Nashville, because I had Nashville in fifth, and they're doing a little bit better than I thought they would. I think they're in fifth right now. Are they? Yeah. Well, maybe not then. Maybe it's Winnipeg that I had up at number three. I think Winnipeg. What if they get second? So. Oh fuck no! Then so central, central is yeah. Pacific, I think was Edmonton not taking number one because I had L A just squeaking past them with Quentin Byfield. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, so had some really bad ones, but honestly, like like I said, point getter that some of us weren't too bad. No. Yeah. Some of us had a couple bad ones, but nothing really historically bad. Yeah. Not at all. Score predictions for the week. On Monday, February 20th, we had the Winnipeg Jets taking on the New York Rangers. Final score of that game was 4-1 to one Jets. Ethan said 4-1 to one Rangers. Fuck! Oh. <laughs> um, Do I still get any points for that? It's your guys' call. He, he got Because I guess I, I got the exact score. He Let's give him one him point, point for the score. Please give one him point. Point. Even half a point. Put a well, point five a next point. to it. But Kyle and Bubba each get a point for both seeing Winnipeg. And that was the one you said you were going to bite the bullet on. I think it was, yeah. Yeah. Tuesday, we had Detroit versus Washington. Final score of that game was 3-1 to one Detroit. I said 3-1 to one Washington. Or four you said 4-3 th- Detroit. Kyle's the only one not getting a point because he said three to one Washington. I think it's fair we give me a point for getting the exact score because we get it. Yeah, 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 that's so everybody fair. gets one point there. Okay. Yay! Yay! Great. Yes. Yeah. Correct. That'd be Normally cr- I would get a second one because I had the point differential correct in the exact score, but because it, it was exact score, but wrong yeah. team, we'll give myself a point. That's fair. Uh, Thursday we had Edmonton and Pittsburgh. Oh. Want to talk about it now? Final score was seven to two Penguins. <laughs> Good thing was, I went against them. <laughs> seven to two Oilers. Ethan said six to two. So I say we give him two points there. Yeah. 
I think that's definitely worth two points. Yeah. Um, or wait. Well, he didn't get the exact score, though. When, cause I we don't also get because he was very close, we're going to give him two. Okay. Uh, we all said Edmonton, so we all get at least a point there. So That works. Well, this is the we'll best I've done in weeks. I told you, to any, any given week. And just this evening, Buffalo and Florida. I believe that game just wrapped up. It did. Buffalo takes it three to one. Wow. Ethan said four to one, Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the other only one getting a point is Jeff, who said six to three, Buffalo. Okay. So. Ethan's a f- holy shit. Do we want to give Ethan two again because of how close he was? <laughs> no. I don't. I don't care. It's your guys. So call. if that's so. I mean, you guys didn't give me the point when I was right on. Jeffy's got a bu- point. Buffalo and Islanders. Jeffy's got a point. We didn't give him that one for being close. So. I think I thought we did. I'm pretty sure we did. Did we? At least I, I'm pretty sure we gave it to you. We gave him at, le- at least a point. So. All right, yeah, we're gonna leave it here as it is. We'll leave it here. Uh, current score: Ethan takes the lead with a five-point week. He moves up to first in 45 points. Kyle's in second now at 44. Jeffy in third at 43. Bubbo's still not not out of it at 37. Yay! Jeffy in third at 46. 43, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Pick our new games. We already haven't picked them out, but just got to get them written down here. So we'll be right back. All right, games of the week. Monday, Ethan, who did you have? I have Boston at the Edmonton Oilers. That's going to be a fun one. That's going to be a fun game, actually. I might genuinely watch that game. I might, too. Um, yeah. uh, Boston is currently sitting at 44-8-5. Hot. Edmonton Damn. is 32-19-8. Give me 10 nothing, Edmonton. I'm just fucking kidding. <laughs> um, oh, God. I, I, wow. Uh, <laughs> no, obviously give me Boston. Give me Beantown. Uh... Yeah, that's a hard one. I'm going to say it's going to be a little bit higher scoring of a game, but give me Boston 6-4. Okay. I'm normally an underdog team. It's not that I don't love McDavid and Drysaddle, but give me Boston. The Bean Town. And I'm going to go somewhere to Ethan's, but I'm going to go 5-3. I'm also going to say Boston. Um, another high-scoring game, 5-4. Regulation. Okay. Are you gonna be the lone? Are you gonna be the lone star? I want to, but last week it fucked me. So. <laughs> See, it's one of those things where it's not that I don't love McDavid and Drysdale, but at the same time, with a team like Boston, I mean, they have a heavy hitter at each what position. Scares me is Boston has not been great. As of recently, I mean, they're still doing phenomenal, but they, but, they know they've dropped a couple games here and there. Well, when they play a team like Edmonton and they have the top three players in the fucking hockey league, you know they're going to step up to their game. I'm going to say Boston 4-2. to two. Okay. Three of us have a, a two-goal differential there. Tuesday, who do we have? I have LA Kings at Winnipeg. LA sits at 32-19-8. Winnipeg sits at 35-22-1. This might be another fun barn burner. It might be. It could be, yeah. Bubba, what are you saying? Um, give me the Kings. Ooh, okay. 5-4 overtime. Okay. 
Ethan. <sighs> yeah, give me LA. Oh, excuse me. It's going to be a little bit more of a blowout, I think. Um, shit. You know, like, 6 1. I was thinking 4 1. 4 Yeah. Jeff Bree. I'm going to be all ball out. I'm going to say Winnipeg. 4 1. Wow. I'm going to join Jeffy on this one and say Winnipeg. So either way, someone's getting points. Take, taking it on home ice. And I'm going to say a little bit closer of a game. I'm going to say 4 3 for this one. Regulation? Yes. Alright, I have Wednesday, March 1st, the New Jersey Devils and the Colorado Avalanche, New Jersey, 38-18-5, and the Avs are 31-19-5. I'm going to go the Avs, um, and I think this is not going to be a, a high score one, 6-5. Wow. Overtime regulation. Regulation. I... I mean, the Devils are still unstoppable this year. I mean, not, I mean, obviously they've been beaten, but they're a great team this year. Yeah. Colorado's on the on the rise with with McKinnon being back. Pretty much all their top six being healthy. Yeah. Give me Colorado as well. I'm gonna say like four one. Oh boy. Um. Honestly, I think the Devils are gonna drop a game. Give me. Colorado. 3-1. Because this is going to be a game about defensiveness. Yeah. Offense is what... And you know what they say? Defense wins games. Defense is the best offense. Offense is going to go score goals. But if you have a solid defense, which Colorado has one of the most solid defense I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Col- they the best defenseman in the league If right Colorado can get their shit together... And play defense as a as a solidary team, they will beat the Devils. They have to focus and they have to think of something. I'm really, really debating if I want to be the odd man out. I'm really, it's a good, good game. Good. That's gonna be another both farm good teams. Yeah, fuck it. Give me Jersey. Ooh, um, I'm the odd man out. All right. Ethan's the I'm the I'm the you said Colorado. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. I'm fucking you, You're on a fucking roll tonight. You're really. right. You're like butter. Yeah, I know. Like hardened just out of the fridge butter too. I'm more like microwave kind of melting and having no, fun. No, no, you are just the type of butter that pisses you off. Um, so I'm the kind of butter that doesn't spread but destroys your roll. That's kind of what I was getting at. <laughs> um, give me Jersey. Fuck. 4 3 overtime. Ooh. Either way, that's going to be a fun game. And I had changed mine. I originally had Friday, but I didn't want to have two Jersey games in one. So I went with another battle of the basement teams with Columbus versus Ottawa. Ooh. <laughs> uh, give me. This is gonna be a low-scoring game. Two struggling offenses. Give me Ottawa three to nothing. Shutout. Yes. All right, Joffrey. I'm gonna go with the Jackets. Um, give me two to one, Columbus. 
I'm also going to go with the Jackoffs. I mean, the Jackets. Um, <laughs> give me... Fuck. Um, since they're both kind of just dog shit teams, I still th I think it's going to be extra time. Well, no. Fuck it. 3-2. Regulation. Okay. I'm going to go another overtime, but I'm going to go Ottawa. I'm going to be the odd man out. You're not again? No, I'm in it. I said all the Or, okay. <laughs> Fuck, whatever. I'm going to go 4-3 overtime. A little more of a high-scoring game, but at the same time, again, it's going to be an offensive battle, not a defensive yep. battle. Yep, all right. Well, I think with that being said, that being done, that about wraps up this week's episode of the Buckbuster Podcast. If you aren't already following us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Everything. I think I nailed that. But, again, if you aren't following us on any of those, again, don't forget to go check out The Anti-Venom on YouTube. Check out the, that podcast. Phenomenal podcast. And, Amazing guy. Really nice guy. And go check out Falling Wheel Games. They literally have just about everything you can think of sports-wise. Every sport you guys think of, they have a drinking game of it. So go check them out. So yeah, go check out our YouTube. There should be a video of us doing that tortilla slap challenge by the time this that. goes live. And as well, we probably will do a YouTube video of us playing this said hockey game, this card game. At some point as well. Maybe by the future, time the yes. next week's episode comes out. So, hope you guys enjoyed. We love you guys. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bye-bye.